This podcast features three supposed adults who definitely use adult language. They're also supposedly writers who are definitely not procrastinating by making this podcast. Listener discretion is advised. to No Bad Ideas, the storytelling game show where we take the worst ideas from the internet and try to turn them into stories that are actually good. My name is Gabriel Urbina. I am your first Bad Ideas host. My name is Sarah Shackett. I'm your second Bad Ideas host. And my name is Zach Valenti, your third Bad Ideas host. And today we have a, a, a momentous honor uh, we uh, are historic occasion. We are joined oh. here <laughs> in the Bad Ideas headquarters um, by one of our favorite writers, by one of our favorite creators, just like one of our favorite internet bon vivants. Um, it is the head writer of Wooden Overcoats and all around accomplished dramatist, playwright, just brilliant mind. I am building him up so much, but he deserves it. It is David K. Barnes. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Hello. Now Hello. you need to live Thank up you. to all of that. I do. Thank you. Thank you for taking me out of that box. It's so, so dark in there and stuffy. Oh, it's nice to see the light again. Thank you. Don't worry. Thank you're you. going back in during the you're break. You're going right back Where in after, I? so enjoy what, it. What is this place? This oh is called God. a podcast. That's all you need to worry about. Just speak into the microphone. It'll be fine. Oh, oh, here we are. Right. Okay. Okay. Right. You carry on. <laughs> oh, David, we're so happy to have you. I'm happy to be here too. So unexpected. I, I thought I was still in London, but I've got this water here. We're all going to be fine. It's going to be fine. It's going to be great. It's not going to be fine. It's going to be great. Fantastic. Hi, guys. Hi. Hey. How are you all? Excellent. Ah. So, David, oh. while you catch your breath and get your bearings, yes. <laughs> uh, just in case anyone back at home doesn't know your work yet, um, and if they don't know it yet, they should know it very soon. Uh, okay. Do you want to give just kind of like the very quick 20 second description of what Wooden Overcoats is? Yes. Uh, Wooden Overcoats is a podcast sitcom about rival undertakers on a channel island. Uh, Rudyard Fun runs a funeral home in the village of Piffling Vale. It used to be the only one, but it isn't anymore because a rival has moved in across the square. His name is Eric Chapman, and he set up his own funeral home, which does the best funerals on the island uh, with big wild parties. He's become the social hotspot, and everyone is flocking to him, and it's putting Rudyard out of business. And so Rudyard and his twin sister, Antigone, uh, who is a very anxious mortician, uh, his assistant, Georgie, and his friend, Madeline, who's a mouse, uh, must uh, use all of their wits uh, and resolve to try and defeat Eric Chapman uh, in the show. And it's gone on for about three seasons or so now, and we are in the midst of uh, trying to create our fourth and last season at the moment. But uh, that's what uh, Wooden Overcoats is, and you can find it on all your podcast apps. It's a lovely show. You should listen to it after after this show you're listening to uh, currently. But, uh, but this is the show we're currently doing. What a wonderful, what a wonderful place this is. And let's talk about what we're doing in this show. This is No Bad Ideas, and if you are listening to it for the first time, this is where we find the worst ideas, the least thought out ideas, just the worst notions that humanity has ever scrapped together. We 
bring them here, present them to the other hosts and our guests, suitably horrify everyone. And then we have 10 minutes, just 10 very short fleeting minutes to try to figure out how we might turn those bad ideas into a good story, or at least the pitch or the beginning the of a good story. For a good story. Uh, and today's first bad idea is from Miss Sarah Shackett. Oh, hi. Yes. Um, I have, uh, I have another, uh, I, uh, I found, I found something that was, uh, short and sweet, but I think, um, there's a lot of room to build on this, if uh-huh. you guys would like. Um, it is from, dear listeners, there will be a link in the description if you want to read along. Um, it's from a site called SFGate, um, but it's basically just an AP report. All right. Um, so I will just read it to you. German police, petty thief, fled supermarket, forgot his son. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's nicely. Police in Germany say they had an easy time tracking down a petty thief after he forgot his own son at the scene of the crime. Oh, my um, God. Uh, police said Saturday that the 29-year-old suspect ran off when the five euros worth of goods he was trying to steal. No, that's so petty. Mm-hmm. Triggered an alarm at a supermarket checkout late Friday. Hero sandwiches? Said the, I don't know. I don't know if they were sandwiches. Um, police said the man's eight-year-old son was left behind, quote, oh. and so the culprit was quickly identified, end quote. Uh, the suspect, a German, also managed to fall over during his escape, ending the day in the hospital, police said. This is, like, we've had many uh, stories about incompetent thieves here on No Bad Ideas. Yeah. This is up wow. there in the incompetence pantheon. Five can I, can euros I, for your son. Can I, can I, does it say there, did, you know, the sons of mine, did, did the son rat him out? Because the sons said, you know what, I'm going to tell you who did it's this. Implied. It's implied. It's <laughs> implied. I, I would imagine, because when the police asked, like, uh, where's your where's your father? And uh, the son would have said that, like, he's the man who ran out of the store. Like, one, one assumes that that's where that came from. But I'm going to put uh, 10 minutes on this timer and you can come up with a different answer this, if you would like. This is the strangest variation on Prisoner's Dilemma that I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to say, if any son of mine ratted me out like that, I, they wouldn't be my son. I would expect them to say, Father, I don't have a father. What are you talking about? <laughs> address? Uh, what address? I don't live anywhere. <laughs> Sarah. I'm really into this ring of, like, hardened eight-year-old criminals. Oh, yeah. Um, sort of runaways style, no, the sons of like Master Thieves. the Lost Boys, but, like, the gritty reboot. You got nothing on me. Here for it. You got nothing. Here for it. Sarah, just a quick fact check. How old was the son? Uh, I let me. If they did say Uh, eight years, eight eight years years old. old. Yeah, eight years old. No, that's old enough to hold a grudge. That's old enough to hold a vendetta. Here's the the 3D chess. (laughs) (laughs) So the real Uh theft is getting the kid as a viral sympathy story. Oh yes. I I let the donations roll Mm -hmm. in, baby. So it's Memoir, a did I hear count. a book deal? Oh yeah, cha-ching, cha-ching. I was abandoned. So I mean, that's your college essay sorted right there. I mean, that's right. your like Oprah and Ellen DeGeneres, uh, like you know, book tour extravaganza. So this who's is written, who's written this the is, book? Oh, this the ghostwriter. Uh, 
the kid, the kid the needs father? a ghostwriter. Yeah, he lined him up in prison before he got out. It was just like, yeah. okay, so here's the plan. I'm going to get my son into the news by stealing a pack of gum and leaving him. <laughs> <laughs> you you got to get me the best ghostwriter. That's right. That's right. So, find for <laughs> Toilet wine, Jim, okay. you're going to write the book. So here's so here's the question, because clearly this is now going to be kind of a Coen Brothers-esque movie about a very, very strange heist plan. Um, Is the problem that this goes horribly wrong or is the problem that it goes horribly right? Like, you know, like this movie about unexpected failure or unexpected success. I I, I think it's about grabbing success from the mouth of failure surely it's somebody who oh, realizes yes. he thinks he's ruined his life but then suddenly somebody sparks an idea and you realize this can actually just keep keep uh, skyrocketing i see i see i think so, the problem is that the kid gets too famous and too successful and high on public opinion and power and, yeah, and he gets hard to control and then uh, and then basically <laughs> abandons the dad yes the same way that yeah. the dad abandoned him in the grift. <laughs> so, and then, and so uh, I'm just sort of trying to grasp onto kind of like, what is the main core of the story? Well, it's is called the, the story... grift too far. No. <laughs> Great. Good to know. Good Maybe. to know. Um, is the story kind of that process of betrayal? Is the story the like, vendetta kill bill style rampage of revenge that happens 10 years later when the dad gets out of prison and his son is now a man um sort of what is the main track that we're following do we have i'd like the idea of, of the, the 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 dad who's in prison realizing he can make something of this and it's going to be a two-pronged the, the kid it. comes to visit him in prison and they say look this is the plan we're going to work out together you do your part i do one you appear on the chat shows i'm going to write the book we're going to make this work and he's I writing see. this book and it's becoming, but the kid, as it goes on, the kid ends up becoming more celebrity in his own right through other innate mm. abilities he has, totally unrelated to this case. And by the time that the dad, you know, it, it, the kid comes back and comes back and realizes over time that he's not as invested in the dad's book. That story's old news now. It's getting old, yeah. but that's all the dad's got. Right. No, he and wants he, to go on Britain's Scott Talent. You know, he's, you know, he's, he wants to sing. He wants to kind of like develop his own voice. brand. Yeah. yeah. I he's, see. He's, got it. Yeah. And if you got, if you imagine, right, and then it's like, how much do you give? How much do you go for yourself versus uh, support your family? Kind of a, kind of a drama. All right, should he hold himself back? Yeah, you can hold yourself back. Do do I do my best for my dad, who is a screw up, and he did all this? You know, do I do I keep helping him and and push this story and push the movie rights of our story, or or do I just cut him off while he's still in prison? But he's so much, he's so much of a criminal that even in prison, he's still cooking up a scheme. He's still trying to con people. Of course. How long, how long do you go to, to prison for, you know, five euro sandwich? I mean, I think it depends it, on whether it's your first offense, which I highly suspect it is not for right. this gentleman. And, and, and I mean, if a weapon's yeah. involved. <laughs> yes, I'm assuming that, I was assuming that he's in prison. I'm not sure if that would even happen. Let's just... Yeah, no, I don't think that I think in the real world that would probably not happen. Oh. But I think maybe the first 10 minutes of the movie is the hilarious um, aftermath of his attempted escape yeah. where he causes a lot of other property damage. Yes. So it's not yeah. like the sandwich yeah, yeah, yeah. per se. Yeah. It's the it's the like government building that gets set on fire. <laughs> right, the derailed <laughs> trains. Yeah. In the yeah, plural. Yeah, yeah. The sort of, you know, just like absolute havoc and mayhem uh, created by his very clumsy escape attempt. Right. 
Uh, okay. For some reason he has a firework that he launches <laughs> towards the cops, but it hits school. <laughs> mm. Jeez. Um, so he's, he goes to prison. He's doing his thing. He's trying to make the most of it. The son's going to go along with it, but through doing so gets his own career or opportunities of it and doesn't know whether he should stick with his father, who's a bit of a scrub, or go ahead himself. Right, he's discovering kind of... that he's genuinely charismatic. He's a performer. Yeah, he's right. got talent. And he they... has a choice to focus on the past or focus on his future. That's right. Oh. 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 Yes. Love it. Um, here's a quick question. Yeah. Is the protagonist of this film the dad or the son? Whose perspective are we following? I would gravitate toward the son because he can go to more places. I mean, obviously a lot of scenes with the dad, but maybe the son just because he's able to still do stuff. Yeah, he has freedom of movement. I think it's a very, it it changes the tone of the movie completely. Because if it's focused in the son, I feel like it's a little bit more earnest, like a little bit maybe more like like emotional or, or it's less cynical. Whereas, yes. like, if it's focused yeah. on the dad, yeah. it's very much like, okay, this dirt bag, and like, you know, <laughs> yeah, I, it's like, it's like the, 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 you know, the, the, the summer family movie is focused on the kid, but your sort of off-Broadway serious play is about the dad, and it's just in the prison, right, 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 slowly writing For- his book over. Forget, I don't know how long he's there. Forget the prison; it's all in his cell. Like you know, yeah. like one right, single right, right. Yeah. And the son visits him every so often. Each time he visits, he's less and less infused about helping his dad. And then, right, one day comes in, he's got like really new, expensive clothes. And where did he get that from? Oh, well, just, uh, well, we don't want to talk about that. My agent says I shouldn't tell you. <laughs> <You're> what? <laughs> uh, great. Okay. Beautiful. Um, where, where would the ending? Um, or like the uh, how where where should it zoom toward? I mean, I, it's definitely I, the kid uh, uh, pardoning his father as president of the. No, <laughs> um, <laughs> I think we should keep this in Germany. That's a grift too far. <laughs> <laughs> the kid pardoning his father as chancellor. Yeah, um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how the German legal system works. Um, what, what if? What if? I just. No, that the U.S. puts a lot of people in prison for very stupid reasons. Yes. Well, if there's a bit later on where like, the dad gets out of prison and he's now a wreck. He doesn't know what he's up to anymore and the son has left him. And then somehow later on, like, the dad also tries another crime, which he again bungles on something really stupid. But he runs into his son and the son, for whatever reason, who he feels bad, takes responsibility for his dad um, mm. and is willing to go down this time if it will just if we just teach his dad to stop doing this and turn his damn life around because the son still has time and he's got all this, all this, but his lawyers will kind of sort this out probably. It might take mm-hmm. a dent to his, to his reputation, but I don't know. Is there a, is there a, is there a way of that kind of reversal of, uh, of the father learning something? Yeah, um, I see. I like that. <laughs> I think that's sort of the other kind of like crux point for an ending is the book coming out. And kind of, you know, like, does yeah. the son actually go through with it or not? Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and, you know, there could even be sort of the ending where the son doesn't go through with the book. But then, like, there's this moment when he kind of, like, winks at the camera and we and the dad yeah. both realize that he's now working on a different scam. And, what? you know, maybe he's not, like, helping out his dad's scam, but yeah. he's still his dad's son. He's still, you know, working mm. the family business. What if it, what if his dad is writing the, his book about this in prison, and the son eventually just writes his own book about the same incident from his perspective, which he, gets picked up, he, and the dad's book doesn't. Right. Here's what it is: 
he publishes the um uh like basically like the you know like the dad's like okay well, I gotta finish the book it's it's done it's great it's gonna make us all rich and famous and then he sends him a copy to like you know proofread yeah and the next thing you know it's got uh of documentary netflix like true crime special about my father who tried to profit off of our like <laughs> you know bullshit so he like but here's here's the kicker him. and we are out of time ah. uh <laughs> is that scoops them uh there's you know netflix documentary serial style podcast series all about sort of um my father's scheme to turn his abandoning me into like this bestseller. Uh, but the, when the, when the dad gets out of prison, seemingly uh, betrayed and abandoned checks, his bank account, all the royalties are there, baby. Nice. His nice. share. <laughs> and he's got his own platform built for him. A Twitter with a login with like all the followers. Absolutely. Just no, like you a know, criminal Kardashian. No, it's not all the royalties, but it's like if the dad stole originally like $5.48 ah. worth of gum, it's like $548,000. Like that amount plus three zeros or however much it is. Yeah. Well, uh, bam. Well. All right. Well. I don't know. I was not I, expecting this. I don't know what the morality uh, of this story that was is. Great. <laughs> Crime it, pays. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the morality of it is a shrug emoji. And that's kind yeah. of, I feel like, where we're all at. And that's fine. I think the moral is crime pays if you know how to sell it. Like, that's you know, right. Like that's right. Right. Not crime on its own. It's crime plus. No, no, no. You got you to gotta know how to wrangle it. Crime plus is the uh, <laughs> streaming platform that the song is through. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Brilliant. Let's um, let's go look up if uh, crimeplus.com is available. Uh, but we'll be right back, dear listeners, for a um, another bad idea. Hey everyone, Gabriel here. I know, I know, you really want to get to the next bad idea and you want to get there as soon as possible. And look, I get it. I've been there. It's a really good one. I feel you. So we're going to make this quick. But before we get to that bad idea, I'm going to do you guys a quick favor. I'm going to tell you to pull out your phone. No, really, really, do it. Pull out your phone. Go to your podcasting app. Trust me, this is going somewhere good. And look up Outliers. Stories from the Edge of History. It's an anthology series made by our friends at Historic Royal Palaces in association with the very fine folks at Rusty Quill. And if you're a fan of history, if you like learning about cool things and places and people from the past, you have got to listen to this show. Its whole mission is to bring you stories from history. But ones that you've never heard of before, because they were the kind of things that people did their best to keep out of the history books. They're stories about change, otherness, gender, and power. Stories like the tale of the revolutionary astronomer who caught the queen's attention, or of the conflicted noblewoman who turned to witchcraft 
so that she could get the one thing in life she could never have. Those are just two of the 20 amazing stories that are waiting for you on their RSS feed, all made by brilliant sound designers, phenomenal performers, and award-winning writers. So if you need an escape from what's happening around us right now, I'd recommend checking out Outliers, Stories from the Edge of History, and letting them take you away to a corner of our past you've never been to before. Okay, that's it. Let's get to that next bad idea. Let's go. All right, everybody, welcome back to No Bad Ideas. Um, so we survived the first bad idea today, maybe a little bit by the skin of our teeth. <laughs> but I'm very, very curious about what you guys are going to make out of this idea. Um, and I do mean sort of idea in perhaps the loosest of terms. Ah. But this is a story I cannot stress this enough from this week. Uh, this came out. This is a story that came out June thirteenth. That regards recent events. Um, so we can kind of put oh this onto the um, growing list of oddities that twenty twenty has brought us. Um, are you guys ready to jump on into the next bad idea? Let's do yeah. it. As ready as I'll ever be. All righty. So from NPR, we have the headline reads: Poland accidentally invades oh, the Czech I Republic. I saw this. Oh, I did God. see this. Yes. Yeah. yes. Quote, unquote, minor misunderstanding. I think I blocked this out. <laughs> this is incredible. <laughs> so, a uh, little bit more context. So those of you are all familiar with this little underreported thing that happened. Um, so, you'd be forgiven for not knowing that the Polish military recently invaded and briefly occupied territory in the Czech Republic. Seems like headline news, sure, but it appears that even the Polish troops didn't know what they were doing. A spokesperson for the Czech Foreign Ministry confirmed to NPR on Saturday that, quote, Polish soldiers mistakenly deterred our citizens from entering a church on the Czech territory in close vicinity of the Czech-Polish borders, end quote. Czech officials say that the incident happened in late May near a small village known as Perlimovi, just across the border from Poland. They added that their diplomats immediately notified their Polish counterparts <laughs> and that Polish soldiers are, quote, no longer present at the site, which Czech nationals can visit again as they wish. Um, Poland's foreign ministry confirmed the incident while contradicting the assertion that it was officially notified. Neither the ministry nor the Polish embassy in Prague were formally informed about it, a spokesperson told NPR. The rest of the article kind of continues on in a similar fashion sort of goes a lot into like who knows when they're denying that they knew it was a misunderstanding we assure everyone but we still expect people to send a foreign 
you know, signed statement about this because we trust them, but also they better do it. It's worth a read, but I think that just like the basic premise of accidental invasion and occupation yep. is what yep. I'd like you guys to focus on. Uh, so 10 minutes on the clock. Your time starts now. So uh, just to inject a recent learning that may relate to this story to take it to a smaller scale. Um, apparently there is such a thing in the world of real estate as I, I think it's called like aggressive domain or so, like something where basically a, if you put up a fence, like aggressively announce to your neighbors, like I am taking this property. This is and, mine now. And you hold it for a certain number of years without any contest. It legally becomes this. yours. Yeah. And it's like it's like eight years in New York City. It's more in Philadelphia, like 15. I was surprised that it's less in New York, but I guess it's probably harder to do. But like, yeah. So so there could be a sort of neighborhood version of this. Uh, hmm. But I also sort of like the burn after reading giant scale of like, <laughs> you know, uh, but we might want to fictionalize it. What I what what this made me think of was um, this happened a few years ago, but um, there was a, a snafu where Google Maps put like the border uh, of Costa Rica, not uh, not where it is. Um, and yeah, so, it showed it showed a territory that is part of Costa Rica as being a part of Nicaragua. Yeah, and so Nicaragua kind of moved in and was like, I guess this is ours now. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Costa Rica was like, please leave. <laughs> And Nicaragua was like, check Google Maps. It says that this is ours. Um, um, so I think there's something maybe to play with, like um, either a technological <laughs> snafu or maybe a deliberate manipulation to move borders uh, because one official really likes this church or whatever. Um, and then that, it escalates to armies. Is, is there the church? Because they said you know, people want to get into the church and couldn't. I just wonder if like these people, have, again, not realizing where they are, yeah, this army end up going to a church. They accident did accidentally like ruin the place, like you know through some mm. weird shenanigans, and they realize, oh my god, this isn't even our church. And then they see, you know, people coming up to the church. Go, oh my god, it's the checks. And then they have to think, okay, we can't let them see the church like this. We've got to fix it up in the next twenty four hours. We've, oh my god, we got to. Maybe we can tell them just not to let anyone else know we're here. And they go, oh, no, we're being invaded. No, 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 we've got to invade, but very, very quickly and get out. Oh, no, they can't come into the church. And they're just like, you've got the, the, um, I'm thinking of the CVs, but like some engineering unit. Build a fence, build a fence really quick. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta gotta fix this place up. Otherwise, they'll know. Oh, no, no, we keep ruining their things. Oh, no. And everything they try to do. And whoever is like the head of this unit and gets sent out to talk, everyone keeps telling them, like, don't say that they're being invaded, but also don't say that they're at liberty to go in. Like, you kind of have to walk this line. Like, don't say that you're not invading, but also don't definitely under no circumstances. Just, yeah. Right. Uh, (laughs) It sounds like the nation state version of the classic clown kicking his hat, trying to pick up his hat act. Yeah. Yes, exactly. (laughs) That's, that's, that's. It's about the size of it, yeah. Going oh up for God. a press conference. Beautiful. You don't want to escalate oh the situation where people do keep asking, well, can we go into our church then? No. No. You can't. And you go, why Why not? What's, what's the reason? Does come a reason? Because we say you can't. Does this mean this is an invasion? No. Well, can we go in? No. No. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, so, clearly who's, an invasion. so I'm, I'm curious who the protagonist is 
and I'm imagining like, uh, um, oh, who's that actor um, from uh, Ocean's Eleven uh, who plays Danny Ocean? George Clooney. George Clooney. Like, like I'm just imagining the like, the like put upon like, like break glass in case of emergency yeah. person that's like flown in to solve these things. And it's uh-huh. just like terror, like, you know, like it, it could be like the PR person that needs to like take the stage and like, you know, yeah. sort of riff. I, I don't know. I'm wondering like, who is the, who, who do yeah, we focus I, on? There's, there's several options, right? You can have sort of some, someone Malcolm Tucker-esque high level in government who's yeah. trying to, to message this um, because like, there's the element now of desperately trying to fixing to fix up a church because we we got to get out of here in 48 <laughs> yeah. hours. Um, I'm I'm slightly interested in either like uh, the young captain who's commanding the unit yeah. that bumbled in here, or like maybe they <laughs> they yeah. can script. Um, uh, a Czech builder to like help them <laughs> fix the church, uh, and and he suddenly this this man who was just like out for a picnic is suddenly uh, surrounded by soldiers um, and being told <laughs> he can't leave. Like I think I think either of those would be funny ways into the on the ground situation, but we could also do the sort of high level view, um, thick of it style. That kind of a guy that is that sort of George Clooney esque, always very cool under pressure, no matter how awful things are going, how mm. stupid it is, and like saying, "Right, we've got to put them off." Um, t- tell them it's not their church. Go, Sorry, well, it is. It's clear. All the, the Bible's all written in all written in Czech. It's not that. Just tell them it's not their church. Just just tell them. <laughs> just stall them. Stall them. But, and I want. I kind of want the person in charge of like say like the Czech army who's there on the border, or which mm-hmm. is you know been pushed back. The, do not check. I keep. I keep seeing Jean de Jardin for some Ooh, reason uh, nice. shipped out to do a Czech accent. And I don't know why he's been cast in the part. And of course, like you know, thirty six hours later, there's barbed wire and a no yeah. man's land around the church. Mm-hmm. War, war is broken. That's the time. That's a ticking time clock. Like you know, if they don't leave soon, war is going to be declared. And they keep going inside to see the visitor. Have you fixed the church? No, we still got more time. We've got. It was, Glass has been smashed. We've been doing, no. doing stained glass windows as quickly as we can. And you know what's the problem? They eventually get through to like Polish command and they're kind of going like, you know, don't worry, we're going to get out of here as soon as possible. We're really sorry. It's all going to be fine. Like, we're not going to let command war wants break them out. to stay. Yeah, the command is yeah. kind of going like, wait, 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 wait. Let's not yeah. be hasty. Let's, let's, <laughs> let's explore possibilities. Let's yes. just kind of, you know, blue sky uh, for a moment. What? If we stayed, <laughs> what's the worst that could happen? War! Is that yeah. really so Is bad? that really the let's, worst? Let's let's talk about it. Yeah. Oh my god. Uh, I mean, that's why you have an army. A little war here, a little yeah. war there. <laughs> you need a, a Doctor Strange love like war room. It's got uh, love it. And it's got presumably a point where they think, actually, you know, this is escalating so far and we don't want a war. We've we, we've gone through that. What's the best way? We've got to just say that that group of soldiers is like a tearaway group. They don't actually belong to us and they don't right. represent us at all. Mm. And unless they get out of there in half an hour, we're going to have to tell the Czechs just, you know, shoot them. You know, <laughs> just, just take it back. Yes, Sorry. They're a terrorist right, organization. Right, right. And they yeah. don't know. And they're still there just trying to fix up a church thinking that, you know, everything's oh. going to be fine. Oh. And uh, wow. a ticking time bomb they don't know about. There's, there's, there's your Hitchcockian suspense. There yeah. you are. No, I love it. This is great. I just keep thinking, like, whose church is it? It's God's church. 
<laughs> yeah, they have to. They have to both get like God's dueling church. theologians to come together and actually oh, right. you know, argue this out and say, you know, it, can a church belong to a nation or does it belong to God? And they say, quick, leave them over there. They'll they'll lock each other up for ages. We just, we just keep coming up with more arguments, please. <laughs> right. Oh, you God. just really need to pray right now. <laughs> And yeah, and like at a certain point, it's kind of one of these like, you know, like none of you have any business in here, particularly not you, points to the priest in the front of the crowd that was, you know, coming <laughs> right. back into his church. Yeah. I think you look suspicious, don't you? <laughs> you don't look like you belong here. <laughs> what's with the what's with the robe? Are you LARPing? <laughs> also, where are the light bulbs? We may have broken one. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> uh, amazing. Um, okay. Uh, I love this. What <laughs> does this escalate into? Sort of like what is kind of like the final pinch? Um, do they kind of have to like single handedly defuse the situation, even though Polish High Command, and we start to really suspect Czech High Command as well, really yeah. want this to escalate into a war? Yeah, it depends because I mean, the, the the strange love option is always on the table, where it escalates out of control. Uh, the church is newly renovated, sparkling. It looks like exactly as it was is then blown up in the opening salvo ah! of this new war. Um, like that's that's possible. <laughs> we'll meet again. Yeah. Come on. Um, you know, the sort of more feel-good version of this is that the uh, the people on the ground uh, are able to um, to fix the church and defuse the situation, um, and maybe the uh, the soldiers in the in the Polish unit uh, decide they uh, didn't like being part of uh, what just almost popped off, and like they stay to take care of the church or something like that. I like both of those. With 15 seconds on the clock, what is the title of this dark, dark movie? It'd be something awful like Check Your Borders. I mean, yes! There! Really cracked it! Done! <laughs> done and done! Don't, don't you dare change it. That's what it is. <laughs> oh my god, that was brilliant, you guys. I love it. Uh, oh, well done. Well done. Fantastic. We need, we've got to call up a man. I assume our man Dominucci listens to this podcast. He, he's he got to get on the phone to you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's our, he's our number one fan. <laughs> <laughs> Just call the well, usual number. <laughs> I, listened, I listened to your last episode. It's just as good as it always is, and I'm going to take that idea. It's in the cinemas before he, we know it. He can take oh, yeah. whatever ideas he wants. He took a penalty. Lord, Lord, Lord knows involved. we've taken enough from him. We this can is very right, true. right. He just give, needs to give, give us <laughs> access to the bank account with five hundred and four thousand euros in it. That's right. <laughs> well, David, thank you so much for coming through and tolerating these two bad ideas. Um, you're going to be back with us on Thursday's episode, correct? Yeah. Yes, I am. I I, I can't find a way out of this apartment. I'm yeah. No. Just be here. just just pop back in the box. Don't worry about it. We'll let Brilliant. you back out when it's time to record again on Thursday. Just slip some food under the crack under the door, and we always if we nobody needs food on the internet. Oh, I know you're right. I'm sorry. We all live in the cloud now. <laughs> Biology is overrated. That was the most sinister thing I've ever heard. <laughs> don't worry. Don't worry about David, dear listeners. He's going to be fine in a certain manner of the word fine. And we're very, very excited to be back with him on Thursday. We'll see you all then. 
This has been No Bad Ideas, produced by Gabrielle Urbina, Sarah Shackett, and Zach Valenti. Many thanks to our patrons for their partnership in making this show happen. And a special shout out to our idealist members, Jennifer Schneider, Rena Sarame, and Rebecca Allen. Today's episode features music by State Shirt and Jazar from freemusicarchive.org. You can support the show at nobadideaspodcast.com slash support. And if you love this show, please leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Thanks. 